This is episode 27 of the High Life Podcast. Welcome to the High Life Podcast. I'm Meredith Wadsworth, your host and certified wellness coach. Each episode covers all things health and wellness, providing weekly inspiration and information for ways to honor yourself every day. friends and welcome back to the high life podcast so excited to have you guys here today and if this is your first time tuning in welcome so excited to have you join us on this crazy wild ride that we keep it pretty tame but sometimes we get wild um and by the way if you hear any voices in the background it's because i'm currently at my friend's grandparents house in a little town that is near lyon france and I ended up here very last minute. I was in Paris this morning and I was planning to originally be there for another week or so, but last minute my Airbnb that I had planned canceled on me and lo and behold, it was just guidance from the universe. My friend Chloe was in Paris for literally 24 hours, asked me to get a lunch and I went and then it was at lunch that she was like, you should come and stay with me at my grandparents' house for the week. And I was like, oh my God, that's awesome because I don't have a place to stay in Paris anymore. So thank you so much. And this is amazing. And just another beautiful way that the universe lines things up for you. And I actually had like a whole other series of events happen before that, that it was just so cool to kind of see how it all came together. And I thought it was such like a perfect example of how like manifestation and listening to your intuition and all of that can happen and just like a totally normal day. And, um, I came home that night and recorded a podcast that will be the next one to come out. So stay tuned for that. It's short and sweet, but powerful. But today's show, I am so excited to share with you. I interview the lovely Divya Gugnani, and I really hope I said that right. Divya is the co-founder of Wander Beauty, which is a skincare and beauty brand built on the principle that less is more. Divya and her business partner, supermodel Lindsay Ellingson, bonded over their need for a beauty routine that was as on the go as they were. Both are incredibly busy powerhouse women. And they ultimately set out to create what no other brand really was focusing on, which is fewer Betty, better, fewer, better Betty, um, fewer, better beauty essentials. So, um, I loved having this chat with her. We talk about not only, you know, what goes into building a thriving beauty brand, but also the importance of understanding how building a business is an extension and a reflection of who you are. And we talk about both how her experiences with motherhood and her personal health journey, um, which includes, you know, some struggles with autoimmune imbalances and things has ultimately made her a more conscious consumer and a conscious creator when it came to developing, um, wander and the products that they bring to market. So, um, it's a really inspiring conversation and I hope that you take as much away from it as I did. So with that, enjoy and see you guys on the other side. So, well, I would love to just dive right into things. Yeah, sure. Um, so how did you and Lindsay first meet? So Lindsay and I first met at a party because all great partnerships start at a party. Uh Um, We were both at 
a opening party for a salon on Park Avenue in New York City, celebrity hairdresser who's a mutual friend of both of ours. And a common friend introduced us and I had just had a baby. So like my daughter was maybe two or three weeks old. And this is my second child, two kids within two years, don't recommend it. And I had to get out of the house and like have a glass of champagne. So my husband's like, I got this for two hours. I can do it. Um, and I just started talking to her and we just bonded over our love of beauty and our love of travel. Like we both love beauty and we love to travel. And so we were just talking about like, you know, our own experiences. And then I told her, I was like, Hey, listen, like I'm nursing. So can you come over to my house? Because I can't really like go anywhere and let's have lunch and like, let's just talk. And she's like, sure. And she came over my place and I was like, Hey, I'm thinking about starting a beauty brand. I, at this, at this point had started three companies, sold two of them, was working at QVC and was spending a lot of time in the beauty space and really was like thinking about like, the missing white space in beauty, like me as a consumer, I kept thinking like, I'm on the subway every morning. I'm like doing my concealer on my way to work. I'm, someone's putting on their mascara. Someone's doing their hair. I'm at work and I see people like doing everything at their desk. Like there's so much beauty happening beyond the bathroom and there's so much beauty in motion happening, but there's no brand speaking to this audience that's like time starved and on the move, which is her because she's a supermodel. And me, because I was like a career mom with two young kids. And so I'm like, we have totally different lives. We both have the same pain points. And that's kind of how the whole conversation percolated into us starting a brand. Yeah. Well, awesome. Yeah. I was going to ask, so what, what were you doing before Wander started? Like, how were you able to, to shift into starting something from scratch for yourselves? Were you previously working in a corporate job or right. sounds like you were a serial entrepreneur of sorts? Pretty much so. Um, I had started my career in investment banking at Goldman Sachs, worked in private equity, worked in venture capital, had spent a lot of time around entrepreneurs, but never thought I would be an entrepreneur. The reason I actually took those jobs in finance is because I wanted stability. I grew up in a household where we didn't have stability because my dad was an entrepreneur and he was like a big, like, gambler risk taker type entrepreneur. And I was like, I just don't want to be that. And Fast forward, I've turned out to literally be that because we all morph <laughs> into our parents. We just don't realize it. And um, and I really just spent a lot of time with entrepreneurs, ended up starting my first entrepreneurial venture, then my second, then my third. And right before Wander, I had sold my company to QDC and I was spending a lot of time there um, in digital innovation and also across all the lifestyle sectors, particularly beauty. I'd seen so much growth in the beauty market. Obviously, the rise in social media, people want to look you know, perfect for their, you know, selfie that's happening almost every day. And they care about their skin. They care about ingredients. There's so many like big tail macro factors as to why beauty was so important. But in my personal life, the, the micro factors that really made the difference is that my life was changing. My life was changing through autoimmune disease. My life changed through two pregnancies. Your skin is your largest organ and you have no idea how many toxins you consume through that organ. And until you actually do some research and think about it and go through, you know, having severe allergies through autoimmune disease or even going through two high-risk pregnancies and, you know, being every day thinking about like, hey, I really want to get to the finish line and be able to deliver this baby. I want to do everything in my power to be able to create that human. And so thinking about my beauty routine became a big focus for me and, and learning and going through this discovery process of clean beauty was very important to, um, to me. And so that's how a lot of the inspiration came for Wander. 
Yeah. Was, um, when, before you started doing Wander or, or being really health conscious about your skin, did you, did you have bad skin previously? Um, I definitely did. I'm actually wearing a hat now as I talk to you because <laughs> a nice breakout happening. Um, so I've had really, you know, skin is complicated and I really believe that skincare doesn't need to be. And so that's like a macro philosophy in my life. Skin yeah. is very complicated. It's, you know, hormonal and there's age issues and there's environment issues and stress and sleep and all these other factors that are like triggering, triggering your skin in so many different ways. And I feel like this process of skincare should be way less complicated than your actual skin. And so I have been through many different phases of difficult skin. And so I wanted to kind of simplify and distill that experience with the, with the premise being, I want to have minimum effort and have maximum results. Mm-hmm. I need stuff that works. I'm a results-driven human, as you can see from my career. And I am all about efficiency. My life is about efficiency. Like as being a, you know, a, a career entrepreneur and a mother and a wife and a mother-in-law, you know, and a sister <laughs> and a daughter and all the other roles that I have in my life, I feel like efficiency is so important. So what was missing from the beauty industry for me personally was this idea of efficiency. It was the idea of saving time and saving space and having fewer things that do more. And that's why we really created Wander Beauty. Wander Beauty is built on the premise that every woman needs fewer, better beauty essentials. Fewer because they're multitaskers. Less things will do more for you. Better because I believe in clean beauty. I believe that should be the standard, not the exception. Mm-hmm. And then beauty essentials, things you reach for every day. I'm not a trend consumer. Like, do I get trendy with my clothes? Absolutely. But my beauty is like, it's got to be clean. It's got to be effective. It's got to last from 7 a.m. to, you know, 1 a.m. Yeah. And it, it needs to work. It needs to deliver results for me. And I really need to reach for it every day. I don't... I. I, I dabble into the ever occasional, you know, blue eyeshadow moment or this, that, the other. And I think we play around with that a little bit as a brand, but I think that rest assured when you're shopping with Wander Beauty on wanderbeauty.com, you're getting essentials you're going to use and reach for every day. Yeah. What I like whenever I do go on the website is, is that I'm not completely overwhelmed with product. And that's one of the Mm -hmm. things, honestly, that even deters me, even if I was someone who was like super into makeup and things, which I'm not naturally, but every time that I think about, Oh, maybe I'd like to explore a new product. I get on like a Sephora and I'm just like, Nope, forget it. Can't I'm overwhelmed. There's just so mm-hmm. much. It's analysis paralysis. Yeah. You just see too much choice. And so that's why we have such a curated assortment of essentials um, on our.com. And that's why we're getting so much traffic on mobile because the woman is time starved and on the go and she's converting on mobile and she's buying because we make the experience so easy for her. We give her videos. So she feels like she's touching and feeling and experiencing the brand and the texture and the product. And she's seeing the results in video. She's seeing data. She's seeing actual consumer use studies, clinical data around the efficacy of the products and how powerful they are. And then she's checking out with one touch with Apple Pay and we're making the experience as seamless as possible. Yeah, super easy. So what what is in your experience have you removed from your beauty routine and what are you think what what are your essentials now? So I have removed all toxins and it was really just not um, 
it was not because I wanted to, it's because I had to. So I got diagnosed with autoimmune disease many years ago. I have Hashimoto's. I actually have um, rheumatoid arthritis too. So double whammy. And when I first went through this process of like, I became allergic to so many chemicals. So I'd wake up in the morning and my eyes would be like sealed shut. So it would start with this idea of like, okay, now I need to like put heat, then I need to do hot compresses, then I need to put ice on my eyes to like get them open. I could never wear mascara. And so I realized that there were just so many chemicals in mascara. And I worked with a chemist and our team, my co-founder, Lindsay, who was so involved in developing a mascara that was clean, that was actually super powerful, effective, and like gives you a great good lash that doesn't you know, flake or crumple and, um, and crumble. And we won four beauty awards for it. So the unlashed mascara. So going through the process of like not being able to use anything and starting from ground zero, I was like, okay, now what do I really need in my life? I need a few things that are going to make me feel more beautiful, more confident, more polished. So concealer is a must have, like we create the dualist concealer, double-sided, I'm obsessed. Like I need to erase my hereditary dark circles. I need to deal with pigmentation issues I have on my cheek. Um, a scar I have on my cheek from a car accident I got into when I was in college. So I have, I need a little bit of coverage. I need great skin. I like, I swear by our skincare, my favorite, favorite, holy grail multitaskers that we've created that I'm obsessed with. It was our Fastlane instant facial. I don't know if you peel, but Peeling is addictive. Like you get started and you're just like, dude, I want to do this every Sunday. My husband's, my husband's on the routine. So it's a fast lane instant facial. It's basically a dermatologist experience facial, but it's in the comfort of your own home with no appointment. So it's 10% AHA, which is alpha hydroxy acid. So it's powered with glycolic and lactic acids to increase cell turnover, remove all the dead skin cells on your face, um, reduce the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles, but also it has 2% BHA, which is beta hydroxy acid, and that's an oil-soluble molecule, so it will go deep into your pores and unclog them and penetrate through the oil, reduce the appearance of enlarged pores, and I need that kind of amount around my nose and my cheek area. So I think that it's my holy grail. Like it's like age rewind for me. Like I I use that on a Sunday. I started with doing it five minutes. Now I'm like up to 20 minutes. You got to like figure out what your level of tolerance is to peel your face. Um, I clean my face. I put it on. (laughs) I kind of like work my way up. Now I'm up to like 20 ish minutes and then I just rinse it and I follow on with our diving moisturizer, which is super hydrating um, and locks in the moisture for about 72 hours. So I do this religiously on Sunday and I just feel like who doesn't want to be a better, more youthful version of themselves? Like even when I was, you know, 21, I was like, I really want to go back to like the rosiness in my cheeks and my you know teenage years. So I think that it's, um, it's aging in reverse. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I swear by it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, that's awesome. I've, I've tried the diamond cleanser, I think before and the moisturizer that goes along with it. And they are the the drift away cleanser, um, which is, you know, no sulfates, it's coconut surfactants, which are actually cleansing your face, which is amazing. Um, and then, so it's like foams and lathers, but it doesn't have sulfates that are, you know, bad for your skin. Mm -hmm. And in the diamond moisturizer has 1% pentavitin in it, which actually 1% of pentavitin locks in moisture for 72 hours. That's a clinical claim. And it legit works. So for the woman who's on the go, who's getting on a plane, who's washing her face and is like, 
has an eight hour journey. She's like putting on that moisturizer. When she gets to her destination, she's arriving with plump, hydrated, radiant skin instead of dehydrated, awful skin. Yeah. And I've seen also speaking of travel, I've seen these, these under eye patches are everywhere, but the people are on flights, on trains, in taxis. (laughs) I'm guilty as charged. I put them on when I'm on the plane all the time. Um, So Dagestan Gold under eye masks, really incredible. It's basically like coffee for your eyes, like wake up your eyes, instant reduction and like puffiness, fine lines, wrinkles, um, and just brightens up your under eye area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's crazy how like how, how big a thing like face masks and eye masks are now. And just like, I feel like it was not that long ago where people were like, what, what are these like weird ghost things people are putting on their face? I just think like, for me, the beauty industry is guilty of putting 0.0001% of an ingredient and claiming it as, you know, so efficacious and it's going to change your skin. It's going to be amazing. And they'll do all this marketing around it. Like I read labels, like I'm a mom. Mm-hmm. I read labels. I read everything. And like, I can tell right away if something's really going to work or not. And I just believe our promise and our value of what we're creating as a brand is that when you get something from Wander Beauty, it's going to work. It's going to have results. And I think we do so many surveys with our clients and we ask them like, why do you buy Wander Beauty? And, you know, some people say top of the list is always, you know, clean because it's clean or because it's travel friendly, because I'm on the go and I travel a lot or I'm going on weekend trips or I want a set of, you know, hair, skin, and makeup for my desk at work. So we get a lot of this, like it's travel friendly, it's clean. But the number one reason people buy our brand and come back is because of the quality. We just are very transparent about what we are putting in these formulas and that what they're going to do for you. And all of our, and speaking to that as a brand, all of our creative is shot in-house. We own that process. We show you what it actually does. There's no, you know, retouching outside studio, you know, putting in, you know, props to make you see a dramatic before, after, like everything you're seeing is happening on real people, on real skin, in a real environment in our office where actual people who work here are, you know, honest and decent and are doing it live. Yeah. (laughs) You're getting a real lens into the product performance. When you see a video for Wander Beauty, that is literally what results that product is going to deliver for you. Um, Nothing less, nothing more. Mm, Yeah something that we we all need more of in our life is that transparency, I think. We do. We do. In the beauty industry in particular, we need that transparency badly. Yeah. So for those of us who aren't maybe as tuned into reading labels, especially when it comes to beauty products as you are, what would you say are like the top things to look out for to maybe avoid when we're going through the beauty section or whatever, picking up our cosmetics? So we, I believe the, the ones that you really care about the most are parabens, Mm-hmm. phthalates, mineral oil, synthetic fragrance, I would say are top. So synthetic fragrance, people love beauty products that smell good. And like, I urge you to really rethink that because that's the biggest misconception of like, oh, it smells good. It's great. It's going to be great for me. Like it's not, if it smells overly good, like you're putting a bunch of synthetic fragrance all over your Mm-hmm. in your body. And that is, that's an irritant of skin and that's a proven irritant of skin. So we're free of synthetic fragrance, parabens, phthalates, everyone is familiar with anything that's like, you know, hormone disrupting. I have an endocrine disorder, obviously thyroid issue. Um, and so I'm so sensitive to this stuff, but I think that more of us should be aware of what these, um, ingredients and are doing for you and yeah. preserve it. Yeah. 
That's great. Thank you. So you've spoken that you have these other conditions. How does your beauty routine fit into your greater um, philosophy on health and, and, and what you do on a daily basis to, to honor yourself in that way? You know, it's so funny. I saw the Netflix documentary, What the Health? Mm. And I feel like it was a big turning point for me. So like, I love to eat. Let's just like call it what it is. I love food. I went to culinary school. I love to cook. I love a great meal. I love a great glass of wine. I'm not going to lie. But I really just have taken an interesting approach in terms of like trying to be, you know, I've got one body. This is it. I got to make this work for the rest of my life. And so your body's a temple. I want to treat it the best I can. So yes, occasionally it does get abused because that's that's human nature and I, I accept that and move on from it. But I really do try and um, be as good as I can. So a lot of clean, a lot of like, I've really increased my intake of vegetables, of fruit. Like I'm not of a philosophy of a particular diet. I'm not like, oh, I can't eat carbs. Like that to me is unnatural. Like I need bread and butter because I like, it's amazing. Like bread and butter. What's better than like a great bagel with cream cheese scooped out New York City style? What's better than, you know, being in a cafe in Paris and having a baguette with, you know, French butter that's a touch sweet? So like, you know, I'm not going to give up those pleasures in life, but I think everything in moderation. And I think that heavily um, focusing on vegetables has changed things for me. So I used to be such a big meat eater and I've made a conscious decision not to be such a heavy meat eater. Mm. I love a good cheeseburger. I love Shake Shack. It's like my favorite place to have a burger in New York city. (laughs) Um, but, and I happen to work a block and a half away from one, which is dangerous, but I have gone very heavily plant-based because I feel like there's so much power and amazingness that can be unlocked and nutritional value and minerals that can be unlocked from vegetables. And I'm seeing that in beauty products and I'm seeing that in my system alone. And I'm feeling a lot better now that I've gone more plant-based. I was going to ask, how's, how has Wander harnessed any of that? Yeah. It's just like, it's mind body connection and it's 360. It's really living that life. And I'm doing the same thing for my children. And, you know, they used to eat chicken all the time. And like, I see what happens with, you know, a lot of children who are like eat a lot of chicken and hormones. And we're just, we're going more heavily plant-based. I'm not saying we don't eat Shake Shack because we do. Um, but I'm saying that we are trying to incorporate more fruit and vegetables, particularly vegetables in our diet. Yeah. Yeah. So important. Reading labels across the board, whether it's beauty products or whether it's food products, it's it's so important. And not when I say that, I don't mean just like looking at the carbs and calories and like that kind of stuff, but actually looking at the ingredients themselves. And there's this whole idea movement that, you know, especially when it does come to beauty and what we're putting on our skin, because it is our, our largest organ, it absorbs everything that we put on it. And oftentimes even more so faster than ingesting it can. So you wouldn't, you know, if you wouldn't eat it, you shouldn't put it on your skin kind of thing. You know, I don't, it honestly kind of goes both ways. You shouldn't put it on your skin. if, like, you know, you need it. So I, I feel very strongly, like for me, it's, um, it's an evolution. It's a discovery process. You have to go through it yourself. I'm trying to do the best I can for myself and my family. And so it's, it goes day by day and, and we really try and focus on doing the best we can for our wellness journey. And it's a journey. (laughs) Yes, it's definitely a journey. So how do you, as a mother, as an entrepreneur, as someone who cares a lot about health, how do you like find time to really do it all, balance it and have time for self-care and all that? I think one of the most important things about my philosophy in life is like do few things and do them well. Like even Wander when it was coming to launching products, like 
we had a lot of success in particular categories. Mascara has been great for us. Complexion's been amazing. Launch Foundation has always done well for us. Like I could launch five foundations, but I just believe do few things and do them well. And so in my philosophy of being a mother and being an entrepreneur, like when I'm being a mom, I'm trying to be like the best mom I can be. And like, I only do certain things with my kids and I do them the best I can. So like my daughter swims twice a week and she has her lessons and that's her time with her instructor. But like on the weekend, I'll take her swimming. And that's my time with her device free, two of us connecting, bonding, swimming, enjoying a sport that we're both super passionate about. We both really love and getting that quality time together. You know, with my son, I spend a lot of time teaching him and I, and I think he probably doesn't like how much time I spend teaching him. Um, but he's, he's a bright kid and he picks things up really quickly. Um, and he loves to play board games and he loves to do Monopoly and Age of War. And like, I feel like the time I spend with people and the time I devote to doing a particular thing in my life, I do it all in. I don't do it half-ass because when you do it half-ass, you never do it well. And so when I am alert and active and engaged with my kids, I'm totally engaged with them. I don't do this whole thing of like, I'm on my phone, I'm on Instagram, but I'm kind of watching you, but I'm kind of talking to you, but I'm kind of playing a game with you, but I'm really not. Like, I'm just like, a, I put my phone away and do what I've got to do. But then when I'm working, I'm working 100%. And I'm like, I'm to be honest with you, I'm not really worrying about what's going on at home. I, I know I have, you know, practices in place and a system in place at home that's working. And I'm fortunate to have, you know, my mother-in-law who lives in my building, thank God for her. Um, and, you know, and I have help and I have my husband and my parents some, a few months of the year who help out. And that time I know that my kids are being well taken care of and I'm a hundred percent focused on work. So I'm not talking to the kids or on the phone with them, or I'm just like, I'm engaged in work a hundred percent. I'm present. I'm here. I'm in a meeting. I'm talking to you. I'm live. Yeah. And you have hundred percent of my brain share. So I think that learning how to be on in whatever you're doing and be off of other things at that time right. is a very important skill that I've learned and it's taken me a long time to get there. Yeah, I think multitasking is given a little bit too much credit <laughs> and I really like, yeah, really singularing down. On right, and so perfect examples. I'm doing this podcast with you. We're yeah. on video. I'm 100% engaged with you. Yeah. I haven't touched my phone. I haven't done anything. I haven't spoken to anyone else. We're like one-on-one -on -one having this moment. So every time I do something, I want to do it with a lot of thoughtfulness and give my 100%. Yes, totally. Love that. So what, what is like a typical day for you like in this routine of being an entrepreneur and being a mom and all of that? How does that typically pan out if there is a typical day? So, um, my wake up time varies. It depends how late I've slept the night before and how hard I've worked. And it's always that I work late at night because I'm a little bit of a night owl. Um, so I get up in the morning, I do my 20 minutes of meditation. I have my thyroid medicine. I drink do you my use full an meditation. I don't, I do device free meditation. That's the way I like it. I've been doing transcendental meditation for many years. I do it without any sort of app or device. My phone is actually off. I want no frequency, radiation, no TV on, no music on. It's just me and my thoughts. Yeah. A little scary. How did you um, first get into doing that? I feel like that's so that's so intimidating for most people. Yeah. You know, when my mom got me into it, my okay. mom um, actually took me to a meditation clinic in seventh grade. Oh, wow. So she yeah. got you young. <laughs> got me young and she felt like it would help me focus. And when I was like very, um, very vibrant young girl and like all over the place. And my mom just felt like I needed some like focus and attention and to be more deliberate about things. And I think it was a great investment and very forward thinking of her not to medicate me and decide to actually 
you know, try this. And it worked. Like it just worked. And it's just something that I really wish people would think a little bit about um, when they're going through these kind of things with their kids. Yeah. Um, my son needs a lot of structure, needs a lot of focus, but I, I actually deliberately schedule free time for him for this reason, because I think that they have to like, kids need to be learned to like be alone with their thoughts and like keep themselves busy. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so I get up, I meditate, I take my thyroid medicine, I have my ginger water or my lemon water. I alternate between the two of them. I clear out my entire inbox before I come to work. I like to be, um, engaged in working when I'm actually in the office and not catching up. So I get a lot of emails over from overseas. We have, you know, we create a lot of products in Korea. We have a lot of international um, retail partners across the globe. A lot of that traffic comes in overnight or early morning. I address all of that. Any emails that have come in from our team also, I want to deal with those. Um, sometimes I am still clearing out my inbox on my subway ride into the office. Um, always take the F train. And then I get into the office, just like this morning, I interviewed someone. I was actually interviewing someone right when we got on the podcast, interviewed someone. Like, So I do all of my really thought-provoking deep work in the morning. And I find that to be really helpful for me because my brain is alert, rested, alive, and hydrated in the morning. And I'm like, you're going to get my best decision-making and thought process is going to happen when I'm not distracted. And by, by afternoon, I've like dealt with 2 million emails, been pulled in two different, 20 different directions. Yeah. And you're not going to get the focus you're going to get from me in the morning. So deep work happens in the morning. Um, and then I do everything else throughout the rest of the day. And, um, I'm usually here till the evening. I try, if I'm out of office meetings that I do them either first thing in the morning or late in the afternoon, I like to be with the team the whole day. I don't like to leave in the middle of the day to go anywhere. Everyone knows that when they try and schedule things with me, I'm like, I gotta be working with my team during the day if I'm gonna create the brand I want to create. And um, I go home. I try and catch the end of dinner with my kids. Sometimes I catch it. Sometimes I don't. Um, I spend a little time reviewing their homework, working with them, reading with them, being with them. They sleep early. They're five and seven. They sleep at six thirty. We have blackout blinds to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm back on. I'm back online. I'm back working. I'm back going to a work dinner. I'm spending time with my husband whatever it may be, my day kind of a second day that starts after 6.30 PM when the kids sleep. Wow. So do you have a, (laughs) that's like a packed day. Do you have, um, do you have a sort of nighttime routine that helps you wind down from all of that? Yeah, I do. And I also think that the amount of physical activity I get during the day helps me wind down. So I tend to do about 10 minutes or so of yoga in the morning or stretches, or maybe even like a 10 minute workout. Um, I like the streaming app Obey Fitness, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. I, um, you can do it at home. You could do live classes too. I swim in the evening sometimes to just like decompress. Um, I do weights on my desk. Oh, I love it. Yes. <laughs> So I kind of keep that going. Got to build up my bone strength. My mom, unfortunately, has been like breaking bones left, right, and center from not taking care of her bones mm. um, when she was my age. So I'm being Lord. conscious of that. Yeah. And then in nighttime routine, like I like to be device free for at least twenty to thirty minutes before I get into bed. Yeah. I like to, and I, and I shut off my phone. So if you need to reach me, you need to call my home phone because I, my cell phone is off at my bedside. I don't want it on. I don't want to look at it. If I wake up in the middle of the night, which I do sometimes, I don't look at my watch, which is my Fitbit, and I don't look at my phone. I have to go to the bathroom. I do that, but I just get back in bed and I have to be like totally in my zone of rest. Yeah. When I'm sleeping and resting, I'm sleeping and resting. I'm not on my phone. I'm not distracted. I'm not talking. I'm not reading. I'm just 
sleeping and resting and giving my brain a break because it needs it after the days I have. (laughs) My brain is ready to just collapse by the end of it. Yeah, I'm sure. And sleep. sleep Yeah, I have a nighttime skincare routine. I always like cleanse with the Driftway. I hydrate with dive-in. Sometimes I do a treatment. I use a prescription retinoid sometimes. Um, So I really like to just have that moment in the evening to like rebalance, rebalance my skin, rebalance my life, rebalance my brain, all of the above. It's true. One thing that I've been trying to be more um, present in for sure is my morning and nighttime skin routine. And I, um, I even wrote a blog on, on the concept of having routines and how they can be great and that it's something that you can always count on having, but also you don't want it to be to the point where it becomes a mindless process where it's something that you just do out of habit and not thinking about it. You want to be still present in doing it. Um, cause that's where the real benefit comes from. You know, it's not just that you're doing something well, nice for your skin, but you're in the moment you're, you know, if, if there are essential oils, maybe selling smelling it, then you're with those oils and that, that like just makes it tenfold more productive. It's so fun. And I love my Sunday yeah. skincare routine. Like when I use Vaseline on a Sunday, like I get package cream. I just love that you need to take care of yourself. If yeah. you're going to have a career, you know, be a mom or you know, be a spouse, whatever these other roles are that are happening in your life, be an aunt, um, in your case and in my case, you know, being an aunt is is taxing too. And the reality is like if you're gonna be your best self, you need to take care of yourself. Yes. And I think I went through so many years of life. Because I worked in a culture in finance where taking care of yourself was the last thing you did. You took care of your work and your clients. They always came first. And bar none, it was all about putting work and your career and your clients first. And I realized that if I'm going to actually be good at my work, I have to be good at taking care of myself. Because I need oxygen for myself to live and sustain and like be able to think. And then oxygen is a little bit of self-care, self-love, exercise, eating well. Like, you know, it takes many forms. Yep. Yeah, it does. Um, what is, what would you say is the best piece of advice that you've been given? And this can be however you want to interpret that as it relates to business, to being a mom, to skincare, whatever. Um, I think, oh God, I've had so much advice and a lot of it has been really, really great. Um, I think there's a certain aspect of like risk-taking and being out of your comfort zone. I feel like I once had a mentor um, at work who told me like, hey, like, you know, you'll get ahead in your career if you play it safe, but you'll really make huge strides if you take yourself out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And I feel like so many times I've made decisions that felt so scary, like scary. Like I'll be honest with you, starting a company when you've had two children under the age of two at home, post baby body, like I should have focused on like getting myself back together before starting a company, but I just kind of dove into it all together because it just, it was that lightning moment of meeting Lindsay, both of us co-creating what we felt like was a brand that there would be a large, there was a large unmet need for. We'd done a lot of research. We knew there were other women in the same boat as us. And it was scary. It was like, hey, listen, like this is probably the worst time for me to start a company. (laughs) I just had, I sold my last business. I don't, I I have stability now. I'm not, you know, in the office to 11 o'clock at night. I have this moment where I can be a mom, like have healthcare coverage that's good. Like let's, you know, let's call it what it is. And then 
I just like took that risk and went so out of my comfort zone at a time where I could have just been nesting with my family. Yeah. It just felt so right. And I think if I hadn't made that decision, I wouldn't enjoy every day of what I'm growing and learning and challenging myself and building a team and building you know, a mission that I really care so passionately about, I would have had that opportunity if I had not gone out of my comfort zone and taken that risk. Yeah, totally. You can't expect things to to change if you're doing the same things over and over again. And definitely need to, to expand beyond that. And um, yeah, I think whenever we have those sort of like, you know, gut feelings or, or that, you know, something is meant to be, or we're supposed to pursue something, I think our natural inclination is to talk ourselves out of it. But the longer we give ourselves time to do that, the more we hold ourselves back from those opportunities that are ultimately going to be like the life-changing ones. That, that are game-changing. Yeah. Life-changing. Like I sat in the delivery room and I told my husband, I was like, one more. And he's like, one more kid with your next husband. Because you're not <laughs> having I'm done. This is finished. This show is, you know, it's over. And I was like, no, one more company. I have one more company in me. I had done three. And I was like, I just have one more. And he said, you are psychotically crazy. <laughs> great job with great healthcare coverage with two young children with, you know, your commute is 17 minutes a day, door to door on your subway that you like to take. Like your life is now finally in a place where you're not, you know, working an insane schedule. And I was like, yeah, but I kind of missed that. Like that um, is me. That is who I am. If I'm not like growing and learning and challenging myself and making mistakes every day and like, you know, beating myself up and putting out fires, then I'm not me. And so you have to know what makes you tick Mm -hmm. and what makes you happy internally. And for me, it's this concept of like, I love being an entrepreneur. It is something that really defines me as a person. And when I'm thriving as an entrepreneur, I'm thriving in the other roles I have in my life as a wife, as a mother, like I am most gratified by this the fuel of this beast of entrepreneurship. And so it allows me to be better at everything else I do. Yeah, totally. And I think a lot of people can relate to that too, that feeling of, you know, they're, they're comfortable relatively in whatever they're doing, or they feel like they have, you know, a stable job that they don't hate. They have the family, they have the home or whatever. And so it's that that's kind of holding them where they are and they feel almost bad or guilty if they feel like what they have is still not satisfying to them. Cause they're like, I, what am I missing? You know, I should be happy. I should be feeling better about this, but there's still something missing. And I think that uh, the, the, um, option or to, to leave that and do something that is potentially more thrilling is really stalling for people and, and scary and keeps them kind of from, from pursuing what they know in their gut to be what they're meant to do. Yeah. Um, so a few little fun questions here to sort of wrap Mm -hmm. up. What is an absurd thing that you do or weird thing that you love? Oh God. Absurd thing that I do. Um, I put milk on my face. I think that's pretty absurd. Um, I I cleanse my face and I grew up and that's why we actually created Fastlane, which is powered by lactic acid. My mom used to like, if you couldn't have it, make it in the kitchen, like she didn't put it on my skin. Mm-hmm. Like growing up, she's just like a purist, really into Ayurveda. And so I take whole milk that my kids still drink, um, organic, and I splash it all over my face and I wait like two to three minutes and it dries really quickly, like so, so fast you'd be shocked. 
And then I just rinse it off with lukewarm water. And I think it's actually, it really assists in like cell turnover and having fresh wow. skin, brighter. It gives brightness. Um, it actually helps with pigmentation. So I think it's, I, I smell like milk and sometimes I get it in my hair and all my clothes, which is gross, but, uh, but I love it. And it really has changed my skin. And I think it's an absurd thing. That's crazy. Um, and then you asked me another question, which was, well, it was kind of like an either or, or like a, yeah, a weird yeah. thing that you love. I gave you, I gave you my absurd thing that yeah. is also weird and it actually really works. Yeah. What, <laughs> in what, like, in what step of your routine is that? That's just like cleanse your face, put milk on, and then you can like moisturize after that and do it before you go to bed. Or you could do it first thing in the morning, cleanse your face, put milk on, rinse it, and then start your whole other routine, which for me is moisturizer than SPF um, and then concealer. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. I'll have to try that one. Um, (laughs) If you had a billboard, what would it say? Oh my God. Um, Work hard, play hard. Mm, It's a good one. (laughs) <laughs> Short that's a good question that is a very good question you got me well, on the spot full, dis- full disclosure so these questions at the end here I get from um have you ever read tribe of mentors yes 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 I haven't read the book I've heard of it so yeah, um yeah. I haven't read it but Ferris, he's great so um yeah a lot of these questions come from there and I just thought they were like brilliant questions there you can learn such profound things from these kind of answers that people it's so funny Tim Ferriss and I met at the first entrepreneurial conference that ever was called Summit Series. And it was like an elite group of entrepreneurs who were entrepreneurs. And it was probably like 11 years ago. Um, And Daphne Oz and I were the only two women in the entire summit where I did. I'm pretty sure. And we were like, and it was like Tim Ferriss and all Gary Vaynerchuk and like all these guys. And we were like, oh, and us. (laughs) But he was great. I think he'd just written the four-hour work week. Yes. Yes, yeah. which is on my reading list. I need to get that one. Great. Um, on the topic of books, what is one book that you is either your most gifted um, book or one that you would, would recommend? Oh God, there's so many. This is going to be a really hard question. Um, I need to think of, I have to look up the titles for you, but uh, I just read a book and I'm going to have to look at who wrote it and um, what the exact title is. Um, Carter Cast just published a book that is amazing. Um, I'm going to just tell you the exact name because it's not quite good. Um, the Right and Wrong Stuff, How Brilliant Careers Are Made and Unmade. Mm-hmm. I love this book. I highly recommend anyone reading it. It literally tells you like who you are as a person. I think a lot of becoming a great leader is about self-discovery. And he really like, puts you into different paradigms and different personalities of like, if you're that person who works really hard and does everything yourself and is like micromanages or if you're the hands-off person, like I love this book. I thought it was great. And he's amazing. He was the former CEO of walmart.com. And then I also just read a book that I really loved um, that I took lots of notes on. um, And I'm going to have to get you the author, but it's called the ironclad brand ironclad brand. Um, brand. I think it's Lindsay Peterson. Let me Ironclad Ironclad brand um, book. Let me find that. Um, here it is. So the uh, forging an ironclad brand, a leader's guide. Um, that is a great book. It's by Lindsay um, Peterson, and she is just incredible. She's be uh, run Clorox, um, the brand management side of Clorox, yeah. and she talked a lot about like what your brand signals in terms of. 
um, like at Clorox, people felt like they would pay a premium because everything about the marketing about Clorox made you feel like you were a good caregiver and you were taking good care of your home. So it just felt like there was a lot of aha moments for me in reading that book. And I read both of these books very recently. Yeah. Like what qualities are attributed to the brand that people are getting by buying your product aside from the immediate value? Yeah. And how are you creating value in the consumer's mind? How is your brand actually creating value? So I, I always take a step back and I'm like, when we launch a new multitasker, I'm like, yes, I want it to be minimum effort, maximum results. Yes, I want it to be an essential that people grab for every day. But I always ask myself, like, what value is this creating for the client? And is it saving her time? Is it saving her space? Yeah. Um, you know, is it, you know, really enriching her life in some way? And if it's not, like, we just don't launch it because then yeah. there's no problem being out there. Yeah. Um, all good points. So what has been your best investment under a hundred dollars in the past year? Oh my God. Best investment under a hundred dollars. Um, you're going to laugh, but it's my phone case. Uh, <laughs> it's been life-changing for me. So I have a phone case, which now doubles as a wallet, which means that mm. I can no longer be a woman and never have to carry a purse. Yes. So, oh, I'm the same. I have, I just got one of those phone cases that has like the sliding back yeah. that like you put your cards in. Life-changing. Yeah. Yes. So I have my cards, my health insurance card, my credit cards, a little bit of cash because we are almost a cashless society and my um, Metro card, which gets me anywhere in Manhattan that I need to go or out of all five boroughs. Um, and my phone, which is basically my digital wallet because everything I pretty much buy these days happens through Apple Pay. Yeah. And um, it has changed the concept of like ever needing to have a purse. Like I just sure. like go out for a walk in the evening. I take this phone and phone case. Um, I go anywhere. I go to dinners. I go out with my husband all the time and I'm like, I just, that's it. Like I just, all you need. I just like, put yeah. this in my jacket pocket. I'm good to go. So it has been life changing and a very um, efficiency driven, which is what I'm all about. Yes, I am too. I've, I've really not never been like a, a handbag person. I'm like, I really don't need all this space. Like I will, I, I'll get a cute there. Just filling up with a bunch of junk I don't need. Yeah. I'm like, this is cute. I walk out the door and it has like a water bottle. I'm like, I just did not need all this. But. Totally don't. Less is more. I always tell myself less is more. Less is more for sure. Um, and then lastly, you've sort of touched on this in the past, but what is your favorite way to honor yourself every day? If you had to pick one thing. Uh, I think that recognizing my flaws, I really know that is like, that is my best way to honor me because I'm a work in progress yeah. and I'm trying to get better at everything I do. And so I'm trying to get better at speaking Spanish. I'm trying to get better at being a CEO. I'm trying to get better at cooking. I'm trying to get better at doing my makeup. I'm trying to get better at a lot of things. And so I really think it's important to take stock of where you're making missteps and where you're making mistakes. So you can recognize that you've made missteps and made mistakes and then just not make the same ones over again. Mm -hmm. So mistakes are a big part of learning and I celebrate mistakes and I think it's awesome to make them. I just don't want to make the same one again because then it's not a mistake. <laughs> really like that's like a pattern and you don't want to make a pattern. So I want to learn from everything I do wrong and I want to do it better next time. Yes. Love that. I take stock of that every day. And I think that's the best way to honor myself is to invest in myself and invest in my process of self-discovery of being a better person. And the best way to do that is to understand what I'm doing wrong, do it better next time. Mm, beautiful. Such a nice note to end on. <laughs> how, how can we honor you? You know, we'll, we'll 
share Wanda, of course, in the show notes and your Instagram yeah. social, but anything else that we can do to help, you know, further the message of Wander and what you said. That would be great. I'm at Dikugnani and we're at Wander underscore beauty. Perfect. Awesome. Well, Divya, thank you so much for coming on. This is so great. I was like, this is Thanks so much for tuning in for another episode. Please, as always, feel free to pass this along to anyone that you think would enjoy giving it a listen. Um, Please feel free to rate, subscribe, leave a review, but only if it's five stars. You know, I'm kidding. I want to hear all of it. The good, the bad, the ugly. Hopefully most of it's good, though. Um, That is all, guys. All right. Talk to you in the next one. Have a good day. I love you. Bye.